think about like what where is the the good feeling here what what was going to make this a good experience for you and are they asking for things that don't feel good to you or that you don't feel like you can say yes to and fully um, deliver on you are listening to Amplifier Success Podcast, episode 334. And today we've got to talk about something uber essential as you're getting busier, and that's evaluating the speaking and visibility opportunities coming your way. You ready for this? Let's get started. Welcome to the Amplify Your Success Podcast. Get ready to ramp up your revenue, amplify your impact, and make your mark in the world. This is the show for experts, thought leaders, and service professionals who want to shatter their limits and achieve that next level. You're going to find out from other experts and influencers how they made it. Now, let's get amplified. Hey there, inspired entrepreneurs and business leaders. It's your host, Melanie Benson, authority amplifier and possibility igniter. Hey, look, today we got to talk about something that many of my clients fall into this speed bump where they're saying yes to the wrong opportunities. And this is a fine line. I get it because we work really hard to get more visible. We get, we work really hard to be asked to speak at events or get interviewed on different shows. But I need you to understand one key thing. And this, by the way, is one of the 17 mistakes that I see experts making. And that is you have to evaluate for alignment. Okay, so there's a there's the facts and data version of this. And there's also an energy version of this. And I'm going to explore both of them. But I want you to um, commit to developing a new habit today as you listen in. And you might want to take some notes on this one, because I'm, I'm literally going to lay out a formula for you some really important questions to start asking yourself. And these questions are designed to think of it like I'm going to be coaching you in your ear if we're not already working together, because I want you to master and elevate your lens of what a good opportunity is. Now, by the way, you could apply this to pretty much any opportunity, any kind of collaboration. And, you know, sometimes we're evaluating business development ideas. A lot of these questions are really going to help you in any of these areas, but definitely as you grow, as you get more visible, as you're amplifying your authority and your expertise in the world, you're going to get a lot of speaking opportunities. As a matter of fact, um, you should, every time you share about a speaking opportunity, you should be getting at least two to three invites sliding into your DMs from that visibility. This is going to be really helpful because your time and your money and your energy is a key asset that you need to invest wisely. Now, before I get into the questions that you want to start asking yourself, I want to remind you about a free asset that you have available to you. If you have not yet downloaded it, I highly recommend you do so ASAP because this these mistakes that we make as guest experts, as people who are sharing their message and wanting to have a greater impact and of course attract more opportunity our way, the mistakes that we unconsciously make actually erode the very thing that we want, which is to further our ability to grow our reach. And if you want to be aware of these mistakes and learn how to do them more effectively, learn how to do these uh, activities so that they have a greater impact 
and they attract your clients, you they attract more opportunity, then please go download my 17 mistakes that guest experts commonly make that cost them the lead in the clients. If you go to melaniebenson.com slash magnetize, you will see the scorecard and there's a little write-up that goes with it so you understand the 17 different factors. And I would recommend go through the scorecard and really evaluate yourself. I had a one of my collaboration partners, she shared that with her audience and she said she downloaded the asset. She went through the scorecard and she said, wow, I was actually making like 12 of the mistakes. And she said this was really helpful for her to course correct, to do better. And she was noticing a huge improvement in the quality of the lead she was attracting. So I took that as a huge compliment. Head over to melaniebenson.com forward slash magnetize and you can get your copy of the scorecard. Now let's get into what you need to be doing differently to evaluate these opportunities that are coming your way. So first of all, let's just set the stage. And I want you to imagine for a minute, you've really built this extraordinary magnetic message. It's getting a lot of play. It's helping you stand out and you're attracting a lot more opportunity. This is what happens when you do the process I teach in Guest Expert System really well. Like it spreads like wildfire, the buzz, momentum, the the growth, it all starts to happen in this autopilot way. And you're gonna start getting lots of invitations. And you're going to start seeing more platforms. You're going to become aware of podcasts. You're going to be seeing people do call for speakers. You're going to notice your peers and your competition speaking at events and put this little note in your brain saying, oh, I want to make sure I'm on that stage in the future. So how do we evaluate and make sure that you're on the stages that are really going to have the greatest impact for you? And the busier you are, the more successful your business becomes, the more vital this is for you. Well, let's talk about the very, very first thing. And that is why do you want to be on that stage or on that show, right? We know that being in front of new audiences is going to attract clients. So do you want to attract clients? Do you want to sell books? What do you want out of that visibility opportunity? That's the first question you need to be asking yourself, because as you ask yourself that question, everything else I'm going to share with you now makes sense. Because if you don't start with the end of mind and you're just on this autopilot, just doing what you think you're supposed to do, you're going to make short-term decisions that don't have a long-term impact in a positive way. So what do you want? What do you want out of it? What is the value of being on that podcast, on that show, right? It's not visibility for the sake of visibility. You want visibility that will drive a result. Whether that result is just making a greater impact or you get great joy out of it, that's okay. Especially if you're having unlimited funds in your life and you don't need to worry about attracting clients. Awesome if that's where you're at. But I think most of us would say there's a tangible outcome we're really looking to develop from saying yes to that opportunity. So get clear on that. Second, what is the theme of the show? What is the theme of the event or the opportunity? And does that align with your niche, your values in your industry? This is actually one of the key questions I ask myself because think of it like this, whoever's hosting this event is curating a community of people that kind of like align with whatever they teach, whatever they're about, whether it's a show, a podcast, an event, there's going to be a group of people that are participating that align with that host and the people that that host are bringing into the event. 
do you align with that? Does it support your niche? So don't worry about it being competitive because that's actually a good thing. But do they align with what you teach? Do they align with the values that you hold near and dear? Do, do Is this even in your industry? So saying yes to something that doesn't support that, you have to ask yourself, what do I want to get out of it? Is this a name brand that I'm just being on that stage with those people who maybe have a lot of cachet or they're, they're very well-known celebrities or they're influencers in your space, right? Like maybe just lining yourself up there really will give you a good boost of revenue or sorry, a good boost of visibility and authority. And you're like, I need that right now. Cool. But if you're, again, wanting to be in front of that audience or you're having to pay to play, which is a very popular strategy, and there are not aligned uh, speakers who serve your audience, you're not going to be in front of your audience. So that's an important question to ask yourself. Um, so again, the second question would be who else is speaking? Who else is has been interviewed on that show? Remember, this is collaborative. Most of these opportunities, unless this is a... A company who is hiring you to come in and train to their employees, most of the time our return on investment is exposure to the people that are being co collaboratively curated, right? And so other speakers, especially if it's a multi-day event or uh, all of the speakers have to share it with their communities or there's some kind of requirement to invite people into the event, all of that means that their people are in the room. So do those people serve the people you want to be working with? If not, this is a really big stop sign or at least a pause button to say, what else would be valuable for me here? I learned this lesson. I didn't, um, I, learned the, I learned these lessons over and over sometimes <laughs> because sometimes you're like, oh, this sounds amazing. I really want to be in this lineup or I love these people. I want to participate in it. And I had a friend who was putting an event together. It was a women's event, which I love, but I didn't ask enough questions. And I realized when I got in the room that my my target audience wasn't really there. It um, There were a lot of really wonderful people and the speakers were actually my people. But again, we have to ask ourselves some other questions like how will they build their audience? There were a lot of free tickets given away to some local police and fire agencies and they're not my clients. So, but they, it would have worked for other speakers in the room. So asking yourself more questions. Okay. Who else is speaking? Where's the audience coming from is the third question. Okay. Then you start to get to know what's going to happen and to make this a good experience for me. So going back to who else is speaking, another piece, and I want you to hear this the way it's intended, because you are a brand, you are a, a particular value system, you stand for something in the world. Who you are speaking with in some way, shape or form aligns you with them. So you have to ask yourself, do you want to be aligned with them? And, and that might be great for you, but sometimes there will be other speakers there who you're like, hmm, I don't know. I know what they teach. I know what they stand for. It's not really my jam. I don't know that I want to invite my community into that and expose them to those teachings that maybe feel completely out of alignment with what you teach, right? So it behooves you to ask some questions about who else will be involved. Um, this is not what we're talking about today, but let's just talk about collaborations like 
toolkits and giveaways. I find them super valuable to really build up an audience. But at a certain point, they they don't necessarily align anymore. And then you have to ask yourself, like, is what those other people are teaching, is it aligned with what you're teaching? And you can't always control that. So again, questions to ask. Um, Remember, who is on their list, who is in these other people's communities and your host community will become your community. And just because you like that person doesn't mean their audience is your audience. And if you're going in wanting sales, this could be a key deciding factor to know if this is where you should be. So let's go a little bit deeper into the third one, which is does the host have experience building their own audience and how will they build their audience? This is a biggie. And there's a lot of people who I totally appreciate they're doing this for the first time, but that means they also may not have all their systems worked out. They may not have the ability to fill a room, to fill a space. That's kind of what happened to my friend that was hosting this event. She'd never really done an event like that before. And all of a sudden she realized that her event wasn't filling and she needed to have a hundred people there. So she just got creative, which, you know, kudos. Do they have experience filling rooms? Do they know how to put on an event? I'll tell you what happens. And again, these are little things that are important to me. They don't have to be important to you, but I find it very important to find out how well are they going to run their event because I'm busy. We have a lot of moving parts. My team is taking care of things weeks in advance. And if somebody doesn't know how to put on an event, they're going to slide their uh, templates and their sales copy and stuff in at the last minute. And we've probably already missed our promotion window. So I find that, and this doesn't always happen, but it's really important to understand, are you running this yourself? Are you doing this with a team? What's your strategy? If time is valuable to you and what happens in that room makes or breaks it for you, you need to ask these kind of questions. Um, another piece of this puzzle, I mentioned like, how does the host build their audience? How are they feeling? Oh, by the way, if this is a podcast or, or an online show, you might want to go back and look at what kind of, especially if it's a live show, you can go and look at how other live shows have performed for them because they probably have them in their social feed. Do they get people commenting and, and engaging with them? And uh, for podcasts, do they promote their podcast or are they letting their podcast player do all the work for them, which I don't find a very effective solution. Uh, so again, those are just some things to to look at in terms of how the host builds the audience that you are going to get in front of. Now, let's go back to something. What is required of you to be a guest expert? This is a, another key question. And some more inexperienced hosts don't think that through and then are going to drop a lot of requirements on you later. So things like, do I have to promote or share with my community that I'm speaking at this event as part of my payment, so to speak, to being in that role? And if you do, do you have the bandwidth in your own marketing calendar to do that? Will it cannibalize something else? I have to make a lot of really hard decisions sometimes where I have to say no to really great opportunities because I know my community can only handle so much promotion of other things. Like I don't want to be bombarding my own very like loyal and very, I'm very consciously um, protective of the things that go to my list. And so 
I don't want to bombard you all with things all the time. So I have to look at how, what else have I committed to and do I have the space to do it justice? Um, I also have to look at, if I say yes to this, am I cannibalizing space for my own marketing efforts? Because sometimes we overcommit and we're promoting everybody else's stuff, but we're not really doing our own promotions. We're not sharing what we have going on. And so then our sales suffer. So those are some things to consider. Do you have to travel? Do you have to get on a plane to do the event? If so, like, again, the ROI goes way up, right? What do you need to get out of that event for it to feel good to invest in that? Or are they paying for your travel expenses? Which is one of the things I often do is ask the host if they don't have a speaker budget to pay my travel. Um, so think about like what, where is the the good feeling here? What What was going to make this a good experience for you? And are they asking for things that don't feel good to you or that you don't feel like you can say yes to and fully uh, deliver on? Because the requirements, if you do not fulfill them, will not necessarily feed that relationship long-term. And so you may lose a great relationship because you're not fulfilling on the requirements. And last, I wanna talk about the energy piece of it. So this is all facts and data, and there may be other factors that are important to you, like the size of the event. Oh, I guess if it's a live event, that would be one of the things I'd put on there. What size of event it is? How many people do they typically get in those rooms? That's important to me. I, I don't want to travel across the country for 20 people, even though those 20 people will probably be lovely and get massive value if it's on my dime. They're paying, great. You know, they can invest that how they want. So think about what's important to you. But let's talk about energy. Your energy is so precious and dependent. You know, I talk a lot about human design here. You probably caught a few of the episodes where I interviewed some human design experts. I find that our human design plays into this so much. Um, I'm a manifester, which means I manifest uh, through like shining like a light on what I've learned. Like this is a big part of my strategy and what I'm good at. And if I deplete my energy by giving it away and like diffusing it too much, like I lose one of the things that makes my energy precious for me. And so I've become very aware of that. Whereas if you're a generator, you have a lot more bandwidth, you have a lot more energy to give. And so you're going to approach this differently. And one of the ways that helps me is I check in uh, for alignment. Now, my decision making strategy is very different than other people's. As a matter of fact, I'm going to do a whole episode on this coming up because I find when we learn to, to make decisions in alignment with our unique energy. Uh, our innate style of de decision making, it's it's so much better than trying just to, to go facts and data. But these questions I covered are going to help you access this clarity that will help you make decisions. So for me, I have to be emotionally aligned. And if I don't feel emotionally aligned for any reason, I have to go back through the questions and say, what's missing? And if, and if my logic brain's like, okay, I really want to do this, but I'm not getting that emotional connection to it. I have to go back through and look at what would have to happen for me to get more emotionally connected. Maybe I have to change the topic. Maybe um, I need to book some other business with it. Maybe the timing is off. I had an experience where I got asked to speak at an event in February and my emotions were not on board, even though every player in my industry, all the people I want to spend time with were at that event. 
I could not understand why my emotional energy wasn't getting aligned with it. Well, I discovered in the moment that that was a time when my sweet puppy that had been with me for 13 years was making his transition. I couldn't have known that. But if I'd been gone, I would not have been there with him during his final days. And like it chokes me up just thinking about it. But it's true. Like sometimes our energy tells us things that we can't logically figure out. And those are the moments that we have to trust. There's something going on on the energetic level that we may don't maybe don't understand. I've also gotten that feeling and later heard, oh yeah, the event was a disaster. Like nobody showed up or... It was so mismanaged. It was, you know, everything was all over the place and there wasn't like a a great flow. And so sometimes that energy just helped me make a decision that my logic brain was having a hard time doing. So really start to understand energetically, is it expansive for you? However your your decision-making style is, do I get a big yes? Or do I get confusion? Do I feel conflicted? Or does it feel very contracted? And that doesn't necessarily mean say no, it just means there's something you don't understand yet that you need to sort out before you can say yes or no. I find that giving myself a little space to think through, is this really aligned? And asking better questions helps me have better outcomes. I love speaking. I love sharing my message. I was born to be a messenger, whether it's a virtual event and a interview or an in-person event, which I just don't do enough of these days. Uh, But I, I love meeting people in real life. And it is a great way to grow your influence and attract great clients to you. People feel you when you are sharing your message. They bond with you. They, they connect with you. I can't think of a better way to Build that first connection point with somebody who probably needs what you do. But not every audience is your audience. And when you really learn who your audiences are, and you may not get it perfect every time, but you get more intentional and more clear, especially as you get busier, this is going to serve you really well. This is going to help you uh, leap into that next level Trust the energy, but ask the right questions. I can't wait to hear what your aha is from today's episode. Please tell me what's on your mind. Wherever you're listening, you can drop into the comments. You can hit my DMs on any of the social platforms. And if you're an amplifier authority, great. Love to hear it there too. Thanks for tuning in today, Amplifier. Be sure to join us right now in the Amplify Your Authority community at authorityamplifiers.com and I'll share my seven proven tips to be a highly paid expert that stands out in a crowded market. Plus, we're going to keep this conversation going and I want to hear from you how you're going to amplify your authority and make a greater impact. Before you go, please take a minute to give our show and our guests some love over on your favorite podcasting platform. Subscribe, rate, and review. Leave your full name and I'll spotlight you and your authority on social media. 